0: Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. My name is Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And we are going to tell you uh, what we've watched on TV because that's so much.
1: So, so much.
0: So much. One of my sisters said, well, I finally cut the cord. Now, what is it that you watch? And it's like, "Uh, I got a podcast about it because really, there's so much. I
1: mean, unless like you have just got to have like the current like uh, sport, wh- whatever sport that you're into or yeah. the, the nightly news, like, and, and this is no disrespect to like networks or anything like that. Like it, it's just, it almost isn't necessary.
0: Right. Oh, Hulu is doing a live thing now. I think it's available in our area. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but Hulu has now four different tiers. You have, I want to say, let's say it's seven ninety nine ish to just have hulu I mean, even
1: even youtube yeah. like wants a piece of like i watched uh, cobra kai the other day mm-hmm. like in its entirety
0: nice <laughs> so hulu you can get with very brief commercials but yet enough to irritate me and then for like 2 dollars more what amount
1: of commercials <laughs> jane would not like irritate like
0: if we were in the commercials i've heard you complain
1: about like product placement within the film it's a, like <laughs> brings no mention of it but they're just like hold on while i sip this crisp refreshing those be like get off it coke
0: pepsi oh man i forget what movie i was watching where it just every single car was a lexus and it's like i i love lexus but it was really in your face to my mind it's like seriously not not the good guys and the bad guys. They're not all going to be Lexi driven. You know, it's,
1: it's kind of like uh, the Transformers movies and Chevy's like yeah. they they were just I want to know how deep like that Chevrolet was in bed with Paramount because I mean, it was just everywhere by the end of the third film. I was just like Chevy saves the world. That's right. Good job, Chevy. I, I, I must
0: buy. <laughs> like, <laughs> Though I tell you. M&Ms not not that it really costs them but I I do want the taste of peanut butter in my mouth when I watch ET. I do. I do. I do. So, was it cuz it was Hulu so you have the commercial no commercial and now they're starting a live thing just like regular TV and it shows you you can watch your CBS, NBC, ABC affiliates live. That's $40 a month with limited commercials and well 39.99. Then I think it's either 45 or 49 with if no wanna, commercials
1: to you, watch something you live. Add, you, you've also got like an, an additional amount. Like if you want to add like Showtime, Cinemax, HBO, right. whatever. Yeah,
0: I only add those when it's free for like a month. And
1: I, I keep HBO Go uh, always just because like I'm never not in. Like even their shows that aren't as good as like, say, a Game of Thrones or a Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. are they're, they're at least engaging enough that I'm like, you got me for it. Mm-hmm. You got me for eight episodes.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, we're going to go all over with some binging, uh, uh, because this, when my oldest first saw it, she was sucked in immediately. Now, it is called Merlin, and it was originally Wait, shown on the BBC.
1: M E H. Merlin. Merlin, is it a retelling of the Arthurian legend in a high school? <laughs> Almost. Who's a Mer- Merlin.
0: Now with this Merlin, the hold on, l-
1: I have to text someone about that. Like that is too good not to be on the the Disney yes. Channel. I'm going to say. Well,
0: John Hurt is the voice of the. At the end of all of it, he goes Merlin, and he's the voice of the dragon. He has a fantastic growl. Yeah, he really does, Merlin. So. Adam and I could have a separate podcast all about the Arthurian legend. This is not going to follow it exactly, but you do have Arthur, you do for instance Guinevere starts out as a a handmaiden to Morgana who starts out nice.
1: I am not a slave to translation. Like even like when people lost their mind whenever they were doing like the Harry Potter Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, well, you you uh, decided not to include this part of uh, chapter seven. Um, You deleted that paragraph and did not cover this about uh, clothes. I I, I just they're different mediums, like what works in a book or like whatever your 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 genesis was does not necessarily translate to being a radio play or a video game or a movie or a television series if you've got to adapt some of this and for something like the Arthurian legend or any play by Shakespeare that has been translated and retranslated mm-hmm. and like revamped and recalibrate, whatever I, I am okay with it. Like as long as you keep the general thrust of the characters, mm-hmm. um, and to a certain degree, like whatever they were initially trying to communicate, I will, I will take a reinterpretation.
0: Uh, first I'm just gonna show this to you real quick. Who is that?
1: Uh, um, I'm not... It who is like that? You look like a beetle. And it, it, Benedict Cumberbatch? That? Oh,
0: yes. Like, Benedict Cumberbatch. It? No, okay. that is Merlin. That's Colin Morgan, who looks... He and Benedict Cumberbatch really need to do some brother thing in a movie because... Really
1: looked like a beetle whose name I didn't know for a second.
0: <laughs> He's so Benedict Cumberbatchian, it's not even funny. And so everyone in Merlin... All the main people are just gorgeous. Speaking
1: of Benedict Cumberbatch, um, yes. he is going to be starring in the new Grinch movie coming out this November, I believe. Yeah, I know. I just the oh, listening to the kids pronounce that name is probably as entertaining as that film is going to be. <laughs> like so uh, he's like, "Can we see that?" Because they know that there's the Grinch with Jim Carrey, there's the cartoon Grinch, and they decided they would like peg this one with him. And they're like, "Can we see the?" Like, just Oh, nice. Oh, like it's just, it's never that is right. delightful. But it's real close every time. I'm nice. Just...
0: So the story is more of a five-year buddy picture, really. And for those who think of Merlin, you think of like the grizzled old wizard, classic old wizard, and he's helping young Arthur, blah, blah, blah.
1: Something Richard yes. Harris or... um a, a, a wizened old bearded yes. man might play.
0: Here they're all the same age. However, delightfully so. Because you see, Arthur doesn't know that Merlin has magic. He's, okay,
1: th- think of it like Dumbledore. If you have yes. never heard of the well, Aetherian he turns legend, into
0: it. a Dumbledore, which is great, and uh,
1: Tur- turns into an actual like, yes, an yeah. actual
0: one. And what I loved at the end of this with the Arthurian legend, and of course, I couldn't shut myself up. I said, "Now, here, girls, uh, you have the Christ figure of Arthur and the return of Arthur that has been for, and it's like I." I can hear myself being boring.
1: You know, I, I know I keep making jokes about it, but to be fair, Dumbledore was in the order of Merlin. Yeah. Yeah. Just just saying. Just saying.
0: So what I loved this, and this doesn't give anything away because Arthur, the point of Arthur is Arthur is wounded and or dies, whatever story you read, and he goes to Avalon, and he will come back when Britain needs him most. So the whole time, the whole last season, I'm telling Anna Grace, you're ready for this, right? And she's completely torn apart about Arthur. But after they do all that business, the last shot you see is Merlin as the old man Merlin in current day Great Britain.
1: Waiting. Waiting. For...
0: And that was just kind of fun to because see they
1: do don't, Because they don't necessarily know the... Right, where where it's going? It's like for all the people that like didn't read Infinity Gauntlet, and at the end of Infinity War, they're just like, "Wait, what?" Mm-hmm. Huh?
0: Now, if you have to do a paper on the Arthurian legend, this is not going to help you. You're going to get a lot of stuff wrong. you are just going to be yeah.
1: It will is... question uh, which which uh, <laughs> telling of. The Arthurian. What translation? That's of, right of the original. <laughs> this texts. is the
0: BBC translation. Giles from Buffy plays Uther, the father of uh, Arthur, and it's just delightful. Really, you can see how the budget went up as the the show got more and more of a following because, again, they're all dreamy, dewy-eyed youths, and when they start getting all the knights around, it's like, Mom. Percival's arms. And it's like, seriously, all of them are in armor, but Percival never has armor on his arms. I don't think that that is accurate. Does
1: he, does he like, is Percival buff? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's... I I, I have not seen it, so i Oh, I'm,
0: it's just everyone else is in full armor. It just struck me one day. They're all armored up, except Percival, who just, like, has an armored vest and these mammoth arms. So, anyway, I don't, it's fun. I uh, don't... If
1: you are doing a paper on the Arthurian legend, I don't recall. And I my senior thesis uh was done on the Arthurian legend. I don't remember them ever mentioning Percival's um arms. Let's say uh Python's or pectorals, like and like I said,
0: it's been it's a couple a, years. It's a gun show it's, in season five.
1: I don't, I, I don't remember.
0: <laughs> was that
1: in Once in Future King? Like, I maybe, yeah. maybe it's just been a minute. I need, to, I need to revisit the text.
0: So this is just fun, and it certainly is binge worthy. I enjoyed it because I just like British stuff, and I like the story of Arthur. My now thirteen year old was five minutes in. And completely taken by the whole thing, I mean, completely. And she will yell at the screen, not in a theater, but she'll like, "Don't do that!" Oh, it's killing me. It's just to just hear hear the the constant talking. Uh, sounds bad when I say it out loud, but it's actually very funny to hear her do it. So Merlin, it's not absolutely current, definitely binge worthy, and uh, it's pretty kid friendly. You know, again, I think under the age of 10, they may or may not. I mean, yeah, there's a dragon or two, but But there is also a lot of talking.
1: It's not like watching like Insidious or something. It's not horrifying. Right, yeah. Maybe it's intense.
0: Yes, yes, and she got so annoyed when Guinevere and Arthur finally got together, and we're just talking some mild kissing, and she's like, "There was no chemistry in season one, and all of a sudden, boom, she's in love." No, not buying it.
1: And I'm like, but it's Guinevere.
0: I, and that's what I said. I said, Arthur, I said like, this has to if, happen. It's Guinevere. If you
1: don't use Romeo and Juliet, like yeah. as your like, that's that's one of the other go tos. Okay, yeah. and like, she, and I'd argue a better one
0: she uh was not happy, and uh it is a diverse cast and uh it's fun it's it it is escapist fair that is well done and again a lot of really attractive people uh so this it's a win win really just a win win and some of it is really funny i mean Merlin's relationship with Arthur is very much like Brad Pitt and George Clooney in Oceans eleven. Very much so. It is delightful. Well, delightful. I can't, I can't argue with that. So I think that's certainly a binge-worthy thing that is new and different, perhaps, to you. I I went and sought it out because I knew it existed and I'd never seen it. And sometimes you want to control what your kids watch because you just don't want to see another anime because you might stab your eyes out.
1: That's Well, I mean, it, when you put it that way, mm-hmm. yes, I think... I think that was an
0: exceptional choice. Yeah, I was really happy with that. So what yeah. is the latest you have binged?
1: Speaking of seeking things out, and uh, like I had not normally I will kind of meticulously research stuff before I get into it. Um but YouTube had a free trial of Red, mm-hmm. I believe they call it. Um and I it was kind of scratch like there there was an itch I needed to scratch. They were doing a show called Cobra Kai. Like I was into the karate kids mo- karate kid movies when I was younger. Um, when you are this far removed from something and you 're doing a sequel, um sometimes you get the force awakens mm-hmm. um some sometimes you don't um and I was a little concerned with that because a lot of sequels that are so far decades removed from their origin point um it 's just it 's an empty cash grab mm-hmm. Cobra Kai. Uh, genuinely surprised me with the quality of the show. Um, Will Smith produced a show about the first four Karate Kid movies that now airs on YouTube, which sounds um, like a Mad Lib, or it would (laughs) have 15 years ago. Okay. Will Smith, because he purchased... uh, part of the rights to it when his son was in the Jackie Chan movie oh, that's when, he, right. when he taught him kung fu and in fact was not the karate kid but the kung fu kid.
0: That's right. I but forgot.
1: With, again, like overbrook owns a piece of it. Um so like I said I was I was kind of curious cuz like I I really enjoyed those movies. Um I went back and I watched them um The First Karate Kid film is a genuinely good movie like yes, in the same is. way that like Rocky mm-hmm. was a good movie. Karate Kid 2 Um, also another sequel that, um, I think doesn't always get the respect that it deserves. And if I'm remembering right, it actually made more money than Karate Kid did Mm -hmm. whenever it was in theaters. Three reminds me a lot of, um, Rocky (laughs) four. Like it's (laughs) Rocky is a, is literally an Oscar nominated, uh, film Mm -hmm. like one, I think, for screenplay, like
0: it was a, nominated for so much.
1: Yeah, like you, you had a number of things. The, the original Rocky is just an exceptional movie, much in the same way, like the original Karate Kid. I believe uh, Pat Morita, if he did not win for it, I think he was up for best supporting mm-hmm. actor for the Karate Kid. Yeah, it is a good movie. Um, but by the time you get to Karate Kid, three, <laughs> um, like there's this guy that he he does like toxic waste or like he is just a a this crazed person that d- seems to do bad things for reasons. <laughs> like I don't, I don't remember if they ever like kind of discussed any of that. The third one is a is a fun movie, but I I I cannot in good conscience say that it is a good movie.
0: Which one is the girl one?
1: The one that has um, is it boys, called that? Boys don't cry.
0: Yeah, has Hillary. It Swank. Hillary Swank. Yeah, but is that. It...
1: That's the next Karate Kid. and by oh, that, the I next mean, Karate that's Kid. That's the name of the, the movie. Okay. It's not the next Karate Kid movie. Right. Well, it is. But that that's the movie that did not have Daniel LaRusso in it. And I think the problem they ran into was that he was 22 mm-hmm. in the first Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. So let's see. That movie came out in 84. I want to say next Karate Kid was like 1995 or 1996. Yeah. If you're doing that, really... If you do another movie with Daniel Larusso, he's the karate man. Yeah, in that movie. Unless you're Michael if you J. T- Fox, you get too much further. Like he's going to be the karate middle aged man. Like <laughs> I'm just saying. Like he he was old when he was the karate. And I'm using like quotes. finger quotes, yeah. right here, Kids. kid.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I, that. Okay. Movie, so what
0: is the story of Cobra Kai?
1: Cobra uh, Daniel Larusso is now a very successful um, salesman. He's got several very high. So he's there. Yes.
0: Okay. He is. He is
1: in the yeah. Um,
0: but why isn't it called the uh, the middle aged karate guy? Car- or
1: karate karate four or something. Yeah. Or, or karate man. Um, besides the fact that it sounds like a bad DC movie.
0: At any point, does someone say karate?
1: I don't. I don't think so. Okay. But there are like ten episodes. All right. So I, I could have just been distracted when it ever it happened. Uh, Daniel Larusso now owns a very successful uh, line of. Uh, luxury car dealerships like he is the direct opposite of that kid that you met at the very Mm -hmm. beginning of the karate kid like he he was down on his luck like his mom was like doing everything she could just to make like ends meet uh daniel's on the other side of that now like his kids have ipads they like his 16 year old daughter has a brand new car they've got a pool like they live in california like it's just like everything's coming up millhouse can you
0: still do the crane
1: I'm again again I'm 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 getting I'm getting that. They actually addressed the crane in a really funny way. Okay. Now the boy in the first one that uh Johnny Lawrence, um the one that is kind of your primary villain in that, mm-hmm. um, had came from money, like very popular kid. Like he had like, I want to say, like a motorcycle in the first one. Like his parents let him like take these expensive karate classes. Mm-hmm. like I mean he he was what Daniel uh kind of became at the beginning of that. Uh-oh. Now um, his stepfather um is the only one that's left. I believe it it states early on that his mother has passed and him and his stepfather do not get along. Mm-hmm. And his stepfather was the genesis of all that money. So Johnny Lawrence is now very down on his luck. He is doing whatever he can, doing like fix it jobs for like houses. I mean, just mm-hmm. whatever this guy can do. So they've almost switched places mm-hmm. at that point, and they continue to do it throughout the rest of the series. Almost in the way that Johnny Lawrence is reframed in a very, I don't want to say heroic uh, light, but like Johnny Lawrence at one point is made to look more of a hero than Daniel, who almost seems to be taking on a villainous. Hmm. And like, it's not it's not black and white in the way that like Karate Kid Part Three was very black and white on who was good and who was evil. Um, Daniel's daughter is is attracted to the boy that johnny lawrence who has reformed the cobra kai dojo is training Mm -hmm. he is this he is the kid that's kind of like down and out on his luck like he's being picked on um and daniel unbeknownst to him has hired johnny lawrence's biological son who he has been estranged with um his entire life like just hasn't been there uh, behind on you know child support payments, like he just wasn't involved in his son's life. He is now working at Daniel Larusso's car dealership, um, and Daniel has started a relationship with this kid who seems to have nobody. Uh, some of his guys were picking on him there, and he's like, uh, "Well, Mr. Larusso, blah blah blah." The guys tell him they're like, "Listen, you want to get in good with the boss? Like he's into karate. Like, <laughs> like you know, talk to him about it." So Daniel Larusso begins training Johnny Lawrence's son um johnny lawrence is training um this boy kind of down and out on his lunk and unbeknownst to any of them is dating daniel Larusso's daughter Mm -hmm. i don't i I don't want to spoil like everything um there is a uh tournament uh featured at one point in it um they uh they bring up the crane kick at one point, mm-hmm. and Johnny even tells him. He goes, "Right." He goes, "That was an illegal kick." He goes, "I got, I got penalized for sweeping your leg," and he goes, "But you did an illegal kick to my face, and you won." Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, "Oh, uh, that was illegal." He's absolutely right. Like, I mean, it states more or less in the karate kick, you can't, you can't kick somebody in the face, Jane. Like, mm-hmm. and he I don't went, remember that part. The. Hmm. You say you don't remember that part?
0: No, that it was illegal. You don't remember no. the face to the? I don't. I don't remember that they <laughs> said it was illegal. Yes, I remember that part. What was
1: it like? If you you can you can draw that. But wouldn't like, it be funny if I'd forgotten
0: the- that?
1: <laughs> um, but it it does it like it draws a lot from that, and like it would have made a very satisfying, interesting uh, sequel, like in a two-hour movie. But they kind of get to pull the taffy a little bit. This develop the relationships more. Um, And I I, I never thought that I would find Daniel Lawrence, or not Daniel, uh, Daniel LaRusso, um, I would never have thought of him as, like, villainous. But he starts taking on qualities. um, At one point, like, he goes to Mr. Miyagi's grave and, like, he's asking him what he needs to do here. But it's it's a, if you are fans of the original films, and I'm Mm -hmm. saying the three, because Next Karate Kid is really not referenced in any way. Okay. That I recall. Um, Cobra Kai is, it's, it, it's actually worth your time, Espe- especially if you were a fan of those. Um, the kids watched them with me. Um, there were some occasional bits of language that I wish had not appeared in there. Um, but I don't think anything gets desperately inappropriate. Mm-hmm. There were just some words that I, I, if I had of known, I probably wouldn't have like let some of the, the younger ones. Uh, watch it right but as a continuation of that story um really really satisfying and there's a nice little tag at the very end of the last episode that i'm guessing is the thrust of the next season that as a fan of those movies and anybody that really understands anything about those films uh will be very satisfied with
0: oh excellent okay so i honestly i forget i forget that youtube is a Netflix YouTube is almost like Fox was when it first showed up. they
1: well, like they don't have the original programming or the I mean really even the depth that like your Netflix or Hulu has right now. But uh this was kind of their their big dive mm-hmm. into it. Like and if Cobra Kai is any kind of indication of what they can do with an IP, um I'll check it out. Yeah. And like I said, you can get a free wanna say it's a free month. Mm-hmm Subscription to Red, like you can cancel it, like you don't have to. Charge. And you can watch this series within that time frame, like oh, pretty, yeah. pretty easy. Like I think I digested it in a week. Um, but again, like if you were a fan of like '80s films in general, mm-hmm. um, and the Karate Kids in particular, well, Karate Kid, but the movies, meaning they're... the parents.
0: Karate Children, the,
1: the the Karate Chillers. Yes, um, <laughs> it's it was it was a lot of fun. Like I I really found myself. Enjoyment. If you like those characters, like if you've asked yourself, you know what, 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 what's, what is he doing now? Like, this was a good answer to that. And I, like I said, I, I genuinely found myself like maybe, maybe it's a little bit of nostalgia, but it it is an enjoyable. Like I think it, I think it's like eight, ten episodes, something like
0: that. I just realized there are people who are competitive eaters. We're more like competitor, competitive. Viewers. TV, view- yeah. competitive, competitive viewers, because you and I can just go through a lot of stuff. For instance, I realize, see, I like to listen to amusing things when I drive. And when it comes to music, I want to listen to what I want to listen to when I want to listen to it. So uh, lately I thought, huh, I have to go to Nashville. What am i am not going to listen to? And I thought, I'll just put a movie on because I thought, oh, that's right. I have unlimited streaming. So almost everywhere I go, I have had The Office playing, which is perfect because I know who is speaking. I don't have to look at it, although.
1: The Office was never a visual feast. Right. Like, I don't remember ever, like, sitting back and saying to the person who is watching it with me, like, the cinematography, yeah, on this episode is—I mean, it's Kubrickian. I—I I, I don't know how else to describe. Like, <laughs> never—I mean, it never went—it never went to that level. But like, it—they're it, almost like, almost like kind of little radio plays because a lot mm-hmm. of that. I mean, you—you you get some like visual gags, yeah, there are. But like, oftentimes because like it's done in that documentary style, a lot of it is just talking to the camera.
0: And you know what? One of my children came in while I was watching it and said, what are you watching with that YouTube blogger-style camera going on? I was like, you mean the documentary camera? Uh, Then it was the YouTube blogger thing, which shouldn't have annoyed me, and yet it did. So I... Was aware of the office when it was out. I had seen some of the British one. Steve Merchant and Ricky Gervais came up with it. Was in it. Blah blah blah. Then they had the American version. Instead of Ricky Gervais, you had Steve Carell. He was still
1: also a producer, yes. I believe. On yeah,
0: and it's the the beauty of it is a lot of these characters are morons, but they're genuine.
1: Right, and they're. I mean, you, yes, you want to like Dwight. D- Dwight is, like, I don't think he's necessarily stupid, but, like, he definitely plays by his own set of rules. Like, mm-hmm. the drum that is beating in his head is definitely going yeah, to a different it's beat. it's different.
0: And I realized, if you just describe Michael Scott, for instance, he sounds like a horrible person. He... Oh, I can't even. Remember. Everything that could be taken as a an, so an offensive term or racial slur, uh, for instance, he—it's th- like
1: he always knows how to yes, do yes, the and then thing.
0: he'll go. Well, I'll have you do this, Oscar. Oscar is openly gay. He says, "I'll have you do the decorations." Obviously, but they all know he genuinely doesn't realize how offensive he is. Not that it's an excuse, but it's not that kind of show. Uh, it.
1: I think He the, can
0: be offensive and that's reason, the comedy. the
1: reason why Michael can get away with that, like Michael is not per- portrayed as a cultured, intelligent, like wise man. Like Michael's an idiot. Yes. And he makes mistakes constantly. Yes. Like, and I'm not saying it's ever okay to like pigeonhole somebody yeah, okay. or that's like any of that. It. Yeah. But like it's a lot easier to take it. If it's coming from an idiot. And it's Mm -hmm. not like they cover that up on the show. Yeah, they
0: all know he's an idiot. Uh, Every time uh, Phyllis, something happens to her, he laughs. Phyllis is overweight and he keeps calling her the oldest person there and she keeps reminding him they they graduated high school together and things like that. Now, the the gist of it, other than the fact that he's an idiot, the gist of it, what really touches my soul is, is I've worked in offices like... Not worked at a business that had an office. I have been in office situations as a temp. And mind you, this is a long time ago. But I could hear the fluorescent lights just by looking at it. Yeah. Those characters are very broadly painted, but they exist. They truly Within, within the do.
1: confines of your mind, yeah.
0: And that's... Many times... I. There's there's this one guy. Oh man, he bugged me so much. I I was temping and he was the CEO of this company. It meant nothing to me and I was to type his letters. Well, he was the CEO. He could not form a sentence. And so what did I do, Adam?
1: Formed his sentences for him?
0: Oh no, I typed it exactly the way he uh... gave it to me.
1: Uh, (laughs) what were we saying earlier jane (laughs) youth youth is doing whatever you want whenever you want (laughs) like like seasoning and age and wisdom is knowing when you should yeah or should not do something
0: i did it so often just to annoy him i don't know why but in that i there there is the character of jim and Halpert. Yes, Jim Halpert, who clearly is very smart, very educated. He's taken a job because it pays him money. He stays
1: not backbreaking. Yeah. yeah.
0: He stays because he enjoys
1: Ms. the Be- people. And per- in particular Miss Beasley.
0: Yes, he, he he does enjoy Pam, but what they do to their coworker on a regular basis is So funny. I mean, I've had those conversations. I have a Christmas present for you. What is it? Well, I've been sending Dwight letters from the CIA. Now he's going to have a rooftop meet with their helicopter. Let's watch. You know, stuff like that.
1: The relationship between him and Dwight is. It's delightful. It's it's like the comedic version of uh, what what are the characters name from uh, uh,
0: Les Miserables? A Jean Valjean and the other guy.
1: Yeah, but that's what it is, <laughs> except it's like yeah. the comedy, like it's the it's the police officer that wants to like catch this guy that all he did was like steal, steal a little bit of bread. Mm-hmm. Like and like him. And it's not because like Dwight killed like his nope. family. Like it's not it's not like this just Hercules. No, like I, I think maybe one of them like put their stapler in jell once and like mm-hmm. it just it just flew on from there. But, yeah, pretty but much. It it is the source of so much, just delicious, delicious comedy.
0: There, there was a bat, and uh, Jim Halpert decided to <laughs> to try to get Dwight to think that he had turned into a vampire, just by saying st- things. Yes, yeah, it's like her crucifix is so blinding. I can we turn the shades? Can we just little things like that? Another
1: thing that impressed me about that series is uh Steve Carell ends up leaving, I want to say around season six or season seven. Is that right?
0: I don't know. I, I can't I don't up.
1: remember exact I know he did it pretty late in the series' life, but it continued, I want to say, another three or four seasons after Steve Carell left. Mm-hmm. Now, um a lot of times those can signal like the the deaf knells for certain shows. Like um For as much love as everyone wants to give the Andy Griffith show, like, I really don't find it that watchable after Don Knotts. Yeah, the ones in color are horrible. Like, I mean, yeah, that you've got that, that's the, that's its jump the shark point Mm -hmm. for it right there. And I was concerned genuinely that whenever Carell left the show, like, that is he the glue that is holding. Nine seasons. Is he the glue that was holding all of that together? Mm -hmm. Like, what, what was it? I, I It didn't. Like, you had uh, Ed Helms, like, really kind of stepping up. Mm-hmm. You had, uh, like, Dwight's character. Oh, like,
0: um, and uh, Kimmy Schmidt, that actress, she comes into it as well.
1: Yeah, after, yeah. Yeah, yeah whenever Pam takes a sales job, like, mm-hmm. she ends up becoming uh, the receptionist there. Like, it, it filled it intelligently, and I think part of it may have something to do with the fact that a lot of the stars and, uh, like— the stars, producers, and the writers are all the same people. Yeah, Most of the people in that show are also comedy, either like they're doing stand-up or they're comedy writers themselves. Uh, B.J. Novak was B. J. one of them. B.J. Novak
0: the, and John Krasinski went to high school together.
1: The two of them write a tremendous amount. I think both of them directed a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not just actors portraying the characters. Like, they have their their hands, like, in the dough. Like, mm-hmm. they are they are kneading it and making the bread in addition to being these characters. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think a lot of that material feels so well-tailored to those individuals. Because they're writing it. They know their strengths. They know their weaknesses. Uh, or in some cases, they know someone else's strength or someone else's weakness. Mm-hmm. And the comedy on that show just seems to be coming from a, a genuine, like, place. It doesn't yeah. feel forced.
0: No, not at all. And it's... it's- it's a thing of beauty to, to have Angela refer to Pam as the office's mattress and how can she dress so provocatively when Pam wears a button up shirt. And a, I mean, she's about a, a she's,
1: conservative. Yeah. As,
0: but to Angela. Yeah, uh, she's she's, you know, uh, she's it's funny, funny funny. It would stuff.
1: It would t- it would almost take its own podcast, its own separate podcast. Yeah, I could like, do one for every could, episode. That's what I, I was about to. Say. Yeah. You I mean honestly, Maybe you can analyze every episode of The Office. I would love that. Episode by single <laughs> episode. Like it's just it's a it's a really engaging offbeat like it's done in a documentary style. It's not your traditional three-camera setup. Like it's not the same the way that like Friends or Seinfeld mm-hmm. uh was shot. And it's it, the first time I saw it. It was a bit jarring, especially if you are used to the traditional, you know, I Love Lucy or your traditional sitcom uh, yeah. setup.
0: And they, what's delightful is they never explain why there's a camera crew with these people. I think maybe they
1: try to in maybe in the very last season. Oh, they, okay. They actually do, but like for a majority of the the series run, like there's no that they're not even calling to attention that that they're being recorded or that they, right. they'll they do fourth wall breaks, turn to the camera, kind of stare at it.
0: Yeah. There's a, there's just a lot of funny going on. And again, it's a place I like to visit. I, it amuses me and it just tickles me way deep down inside. It's just the whole thing about it is beautifully done. It's, it's
1: the equivalent of comfort food. Like you can just like, if you're one of those people that needs to fall asleep with something on in the background, like, um, my My girlfriend like she she loves to fall asleep with the office on in the background. She also loves to fall asleep to shows about murder, like analyzing <laughs> murder like i 'll go to sleep and then like i 'll wake up and suddenly I'll hear, and they had killed fourteen <laughs> people and stuffed all of the bodies below the floorboards. Find out mm-hmm. how and I 'm just like, oh 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 my goodness, what what?" This is what this is seeping into my dreams,
0: kind of like that vacuum. Uh, oddly enough, Anna Grace will just randomly say, "Hey, mom, can you tell me some more stuff about serial killers?" Like, where did that come we, from?
1: We need to get her and Kristen. Together. <laughs> like, I don't know if like she's she's a junior sleuth, like in yeah. the way that like the Scooby Gang is, like, and when I'm not there, like. She'll get someone to watch the kids and solve crime. Like maybe maybe, maybe she's like murder. She wrote like Could be. I don't uh, I don't know I don't know because I'm not I'm not I'm obviously not there when she's doing it. Exactly. But I think
0: she wants to solve crimes. Do you actually know who did Jack the Ripper? Are Are you aware of that? I want to I want to hear your theories on Jack the Ripper, which is weird because I find that whole Jack the Ripper thing fascinating. But to have my oldest child start questioning me about serial killers all, all this is this is my response. Are you ready? I said, well. John Wayne Gacy was a clown. She goes, that's why I hate them. And I said, and Dahmer ate people and he was killed in prison. Well, he deserved that. And and then I said, and son of Sam, uh, he was a, a handsome man and got away with a lot. Hmm, you can't trust him.
1: There, there is actually a Batman story set in that time period where Batman has to contend with Jack the Ripper. Really? Yeah, it's fascinating. It's called uh, Gotham by Gaslight, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, I could.
0: Jack the Ripper. That is fascinating. And
1: Batman's fighting him. Ooh. It makes me want to revisit it. It's just, it, it, it's a lot of
0: fun. She was thrilled that she could tell me about some serial killer I'd never heard of from like 300 years ago. You've never heard of him either.
1: Kids, kids like to educate their like. Okay, the way I had to put it to somebody, um, it's like stealing the ball from Michael Jordan. Um, If I can do that once like I've done something it doesn't matter like how many like three pointers this man has sunk like if I can catch him for a second when he is not paying attention and I I steal the ball from Michael Jordan now I didn't have a career, like a multi-year spanning career where like I was just putting up like MVPs and championships mm-hmm. no I can have a claim to fame because he's that good parents are the ones that educate you with all that stuff. And if you can catch them in a moment of weakness, or maybe they're tired, or maybe they just woke up, and you can educate them,
0: well, you've stolen the ball from Michael Jordan. That's for sure. She was going on and on about how she knows all these musicals, because she told me about Hamilton first. I said, you know why you like musicals? Me, me. Not only did I make you, I brainwashed I, you to like I musicals the, I, I did this I
1: created this yes
0: I did this and she always ends with but I told you about him I too. am dr Frankenstein <laughs> that's Frankenstein uh so Perfect. yeah blueca uh, <laughs> um, watch now. watch the watch the office and and watch the British one too or or, or as I do it listen to it And I'm going to throw one more in here because uh, binge or cringe, there's so much to choose from. Have you ever seen any of the queer eye for a straight guy?
1: I have not. I am aware
0: of it. All right. There there was an original show. I don't know. It seems like yesterday, but I'll say it was five to ten or twelve years ago. I found
1: that my ready recollection of the actual time period that things happened is slowly but surely – Becoming less and less accurate.
0: Yes, but I can name almost every film from 1939. And that's what's important. Well, and I can tell you almost every episode, the name of the episode from Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah, see? Does this Does this
1: give me money? Does this give me wealth? No. No, it gives me none of those things. Or respect? No. Also from not me. That.
0: From me. There's Well, I mean, it's... There's that. Anyway, so... There was this original group of Queer Eye, and the point is it's a makeover thing. And it's what was great about it is some people you see makeover shows, and it's clearly the person they're making over is not comfortable with anything they've done, even though they might look 100% better. But it's, it's not like that. They have guys that represent your lifestyle, cooking, and, of course, for crying out loud, do something with your hair, that kind of thing. And what the original members of Queer Eye for the Straight Guys say is they kind of made them as a unit more... uh, They brought them into a living room. Right. And so that certainly helped with biases and so on and so forth. And it was just a super fun show. And I I love Carson Kressley, and I still do. Now, they had a reboot. Season 2 is now up on Netflix. There is season 1 as well. And now... Uh, They're doing the same thing, but even, for instance, one of the guys says, uh, (laughs) he's talking about a jacket he found in someone's closet, a jacket from a guy they're making over who is, I think, 20 years old, who happens to be straight, and this beautiful man says, I'm a gay man. And that's the gayest piece of clothing I've ever seen, <laughs> and there's a lot of funny like that, and you can you can tell there's a lot of education going on with this, but uh not that it's preachy or anything, but one of the guys he was adopted, he was very, very much involved in his church when he came out, they all turned against him, and he has got a real problem with anything kind of like bomb that. To pick. Yes, which is perfectly understandable, because apparently he, was, he didn't just attend a church. You know, you can go to church, and then you can be really involved in your church. And He, he was
1: immersed. He in, was
0: immersed, and he was Southern, and just—he still is Southern, so it's a— I
1: was about to say, I don't think you can— No, you can't change you that. You can't change that.
0: Anyway, so you get things like that happening, and uh, it's, it is very, very revealing— so you 've got two of the guys who are married, one of them has kids, and they they're they 're three dimensional yes like
1: they 're not they 're not cardboard cutouts correct,
0: of. and they 're fun they 're just fun to be around, and they make over people and their spaces within their comfort zone they they present, uh, we want to get to know, what is. who do you need to cook for? Are you just cooking for yourself? Do you have a lot of guests? Well, we're going to show you how to make something just for when your friends come over that you can actually do. It's not one of these insane things where, like, you're never going to do that again. And it's, my kids want them to come over to our house so bad. I made the mistake of saying they live in Atlanta. It's my fault. Uh, and I said, you know, we we have the ability to make over our, our own. I know we can do it, but they're so fun. And that's it's nice. It is a fun show. And you do learn some stuff. I, I didn't... Mean,
1: to, okay, to be fair, I could make my own superhero outfit. But I would much yeah. rather Edna did it from The Incredibles. Oh,
0: of course. I didn't know that when you tucked the front part of your button up or t-shirt in the front of your jeans but had the rest of it out that it was called a French tuck. I thought you just forgot to tuck in the rest of it.
1: I I I didn't even know that That's a thing. You I, I'm there's so many I, I'm gonna have to dissect which part of it I need to cover first that I didn't know.
0: Yeah. It's uh it's a thing. And so you pick up little stuff like that. Here's something. It's It was so obviously brilliant. They redid someone's space. They had a bunch of kids. You should watch that one. And they said, your living room is kind of small. So all we did was move your furniture around. But we put in a glass coffee table because when it's a small room, if your coffee table is glass, it doesn't look as small. It's like, Oh, that makes so much sense! Why didn't I think of that? Why am I not on this show?
1: Yeah, you know, you know what else happens to glass tables?
0: Yeah, they get broken. Yes. Yeah, that's pr- and plus need, they're constantly.
1: I need iron and stone. Yeah. I need it to sound like it came out of Game of Thrones.
0: By the way, have your children broken almost every dish and glass you have?
1: Children are made to spend your money and break your things. Like they're yeah. they're remarkable, remarkable. They're they're beautiful. Like I treasure them, but like if you don't have kids, they will inevitably like do that.
0: I told them that one day they said, what it's like, what is it like to be a mom and have kids? I said, well, imagine all of your stuff broken and you've had kids. Like that's (laughs) really
1: like it's Kristen and I were having a discussion the other day and like, she's like, Hey, where is this? And I go, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Um, if I need something on a consistent basis, I will hide it from everyone in the house. I go, mm-hmm. I have a pair of scissors that only I know the location of because if, if the kids get to it and they're like cutting out, you know, construction paper or they're making crafts, um, I'll never see it again. That's right. Um, I, 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 I have a towel. Like I, it irritates me when I don't have a towel. In the bathroom, like when I get out of the shower yep. or the bathroom or whatever, I need a towel. Um, they, they will take them. They will put them in their room like they will throw them just anywhere but where it is. Like I have a towel that is dictated as my I can't hide mm-hmm. the towel, but like I have I have very firmly specified whose towel that is. And I'm not a I'm not a tremendously possessive person, Jane. No. But when I get out of the shower, I need to be dry.
0: Now, I made a huge discovery why I did not think of this many years ago. Well, I guess they weren't as tall and I didn't need to. But if you have a thing, a buckety type thing where you keep all of your cleaning supplies, put the candy you want to conceal in there because no child is going to go and take that bucket of cleaning oh supplies goodness.
1: to like clean. My dad used to hide, like, Twinkies and... Oh, hoes, um, and just all manner of little Debbie, um, oh, goodness, and so on and so forth. Like any of the, any of the, the snacks that fall under that category. Um, like, and I, I found them once like underneath his bed. And as a, as a child, I'm just like, I'm curious. I'm like, why would he hide this <laughs> from us? Like I am his son. Why would he? And as an adult, like I, there's a shelf that is so high that only I can reach it. Without assistance. Now. Um, I put, like, my my Peter Pan, like, honey-roasted crunchy peanut butter up there in this huge jar. <clears throat> uh, my bacon bits. Um, the peanuts that I like to put on top of, like, the low-sugar whipped cream. Mm-hmm. Like, that I get. It's, it's all this stuff. Like... Just if I need something to eat, like I want it to be there, and if I put it in the refrigerator, if I leave mm-hmm. it on access, like it's gone. It doesn't matter. Like if I had sixteen cans of Vienna sausages and I leave them out, <laughs> there will be it's precisely like precisely sixteen cans of Vienna sausages gone. And like that ain't even the good meat. Like I ain't talking about like I don't is the, is there a a nice. Vienna sausage, no. like the name, do not makes it sound. You're just like, Oh, Vienna, oh, yeah, uh, uh, oh, oh, my oh, oh. Like, no, 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 uh, Vienna. It's like it's like the baloney of the canned meats, yeah, unless you it get sure to, is.
0: so yeah. Uh, Jim does the same thing, he's very bad at hiding his stash. You see, Jim eats constantly, and uh, he he can eat anything and not have it show up on his body in a very annoying fashion. And so he has a stash of potato chips because he has the ability to eat a handful and then stop and then expect there to still be some an hour or two later. Now, the foolish thing is he has not made an attempt to hide. He has placed it on a surface on his side of the bed. You can't. The girls have identified this and say, why does dad have all the good food and just mock him openly and eat it? I said, you know, he's counted as many donuts that don't even taste good. You know, he's counted. I don't care. <laughs> don't eat that one. Just like, So, again, uh, Queer Eye does address that. They said that even when you have kids, you have to have your own chill out space. For me, that was the bathroom. I would just go in there and stand and like look out the window, and these little hands would come shoving under the door. Like, uh, what are you doing in there? Like, like the
1: aliens and, and yeah, signs.
0: pretty much. It's like again, yeah.
1: and, and like I said, I, I know the these stories don't don't sound. I don't know, like for, that that they're coming from a place of I don't know love or like tolerance, but yeah. like. I mean, when, when you are that heavily involved in someone's life and I mean, literally every aspect of their life, um, you are a part of like from very early on, like you have to teach them to use the restroom. Like you have to change their diapers. You have to teach them to bathe themselves, like proper etiquette for when you're eating, when you are not at the house, like being in, like all of these things, what, what is considered decent to dress. And when you are that involved in another individual's life, like it is inevitable, like that, something will go awry, or
0: and often the, the, the
1: communication will be somehow lost in translation,
0: which and, is why I love when we can find stuff to binge together that is not annoying.
1: It's you want those positive, ex- like. It, it like getting to take the kids to the theater to see like the newest Disney or Pixar movie, something that all of us can enjoy and enjoy that a memory mm-hmm. that we can look back on. That's right. And it's not like, you know, do you remember the, the, the time you clogged the toilet and then shot me in the butt with a Nerf gun? <laughs> like, I mean,
0: it just. I only have one memory of my entire family going to a movie theater uh, from the age of. I don't know, nine on up. The whole family? No, I mean my—I don't recall my mom ever going to a movie except that one time. Now maybe we went more than once before I was nine. I don't know, but I don't have those memories.
1: I think I've overcompensated for the fact, like, yeah. You—you know that I am a like a cinephile. Yeah. Like I just love movies, and I maybe it was because I didn't have ready access to it when I was a kid, and I just. I, I wanted it. I was like, I was like Belle and Beauty and the Beast with books. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't have access like to a library and I wanted, like when I'd go over to my friends' houses, like I would, if I knew that they had like HBO or Cinemax and I knew, like I would look at what was playing on the channel that they had, I'd just be like, 1989's Batman is <laughs> on when I'm going to be over at Birdwell's house. Oh. I'm going to go over there, I'm going to set it to tape it on their VCR so I will now have that movie or I'd call my uncle and I'd be like, Uncle Rob, um, they're they're showing uh, the Terminator film uh, on TNT. Like I don't, we don't have. Can you record that mm-hmm. uh, for me? And whenever and like then when I would get it, like I would hook two VCRs up together and I would oh, edit yeah. out the commercials oh, yeah. because I don't want that, I mean, and I'm not going does. to fast forward through it either. No. Like
0: that Could, at that time when you were doing that. In your wildest dreams, could you have imagined that one day you would be able to have access to every song, every movie, just anywhere you are?
1: I, it, it would have, it would have been very steampunk. Like, my brain doesn't necessarily, like, I have to have, like, a, a, a needle to thread through and, like. I don't know that I necessarily, like, can predict the future, and whenever I do, like, even when I see the future, like, now, it looks like 1987 because of Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Like, does. I I could have, like, done that, but it would have been through, like I said, through the eye of something else. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just the way my brain—I think I like I like retro things probably why i like westworld so much like it's a western with real heavy sci-fi elements
0: Ooh, that is cool
1: yeah
0: it fascinates me how we've changed how we consume media and uh, for instance i was annoyed we have cbs all access which i usually only get for star trek all right which by the way you should get cbs all access to watch star trek we'll discuss that later I already have. but uh but we can. yeah uh and then i just let it go for a while and uh, I renewed it for a month so my child could watch the Tonys because apparently that was the only way we could do it. Anyway, so that means we could catch up on Elementary, which we usually watch by going to CBS.com. The 70 but, second yeah.
1: reinterpretation of Sherlock
0: Holmes. So in watching all this, there was a point to what I was going to say. Um, oh, it's it's so agitating to have to to pay for CBS All Access and then still have the commercials makes me crazy. If I gonna if
1: I'm gonna drop a dime. Like if, okay, Fox now. Like as long as you have got the uh cable subscription or direct subscription or how, however you've got it, like you can stream that like ad nauseum. Like I don't CBS All Access, I think you you only have the option to do it by paying for that service. By Precisely. Itself. It's not something you get an addendum to, right. like that. If I'm gonna give because it, it's what five ninety nine, yeah, something like that. If I'm gonna throw that at you, like I don't want to see
0: that. No, I don't. I've seen the same crash test dummy commercial, and, and it's
1: always like the same three commercials. Yeah. When I would watch, when I would watch Hulu, when you couldn't like cast it to things, and it wasn't on like phones, you could only do it on the computer, and I'd watch Fringe. Like I would get so tired of those. <sighs> Same three commercials that I would have to watch, and you can't fast forward through no. them. You can't skip them.
0: Awful. Uh. Oh, this is my point with Elementary on CBS All Access. I want to see the entire season when I want to see it. I can stay up five or six more hours. uh, oh, but you're only going to put it out once a week.
1: <sighs> it's you. You're using the the futuristic model of like the streaming service, but you still want to be beholden to. Uh, your traditional network, like mm-hmm. of, you know, on Mondays, this will drop, or on Tuesday, this will drop at 8 o'clock, or, or yeah, whenever your show
0: It bugs out. me. I want I to know that it's all right there for me to watch the whole thing. I don't want to wait.
1: I, I think it's funny that that's just how, like, when uh, Star Trek Discovery came out, like, in my brain, and I, I probably even read that it wasn't going to be like that. Yeah, in my head, as soon as it hit, I'm just like, I, I'm going to watch it all, and it's like, Next week. And I'm like, next? Yeah. Ex- what are you? Is this I a know. callback to like the past? Ticked me Are off. you going
0: retro this week? Next week? Uh-huh.
1: And and it mm. was next week. It was a yeah. callback.
0: Yeah, it was. So uh, when it comes back on, I will uh, make sure CBS All Access is renewed. <sighs> so, yeah, they're not meeting all my demands. By the way, Fringe, certainly worth binging. uh Queer Eye. Queer Eye, uh, I don't have to watch all of them all at once, but I find it delightful. And sometimes I pick stuff up. Uh, it's it's there in the original Queer Eye. I learned to say zhuzh. You know, when you're rolling up your sleeves, you're just kind of fixing them. You're, you're zhuzhing them. You are you want to zhuzh your collar a little. I have
1: never heard or used that
0: word. You will now. This,
1: this moment was when I learned.
0: Mm-hmm. Zuzh. You always got to zhuzh your clothes before you're going out. Just move things a little bit. I think people bit. are just
1: going to think, like, I'm slurring my words or something. And, and I'm like, yeah, zhuzh. And they'll just be like, are you okay? Like Like, yeah. is there? Did, no. Did you?
0: The Office, definitely binge-worthy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, binge-worthy multiple times. Yep. And uh, Merlin from the BBC, uh, delightful. Um, just Worthy, worthy, of, worthy yeah. of your time. Yeah. Now, for me, out of all of those shows, I cannot get enough of The Office. I want it constantly on.
1: Even if I, even if I've already seen the episode, yes, I want it to on.
0: I, I turn it on in the car, turn the phone face down, because oddly, I want to watch.
1: It's in it. You don't give yourself that option. Yeah, not when it's, you're it's driving. It's like it's not like you know. You don't leave birthday cake in the house because you know at some point you're going to wake up in the middle of the night and just be like, you know, yeah, what? there's cake. I don't care if how hell unhealthy that is for me. I got to watch it. I'm going to eat, uh, let's say a fourth of that sheet cake.
0: Let them eat cake. So uh, definitely, that's that's out of all that we've discussed. I'll say the office is. Of the highest priority of binge-watching. Of, of all of them, yes, yes, I would agree. And Cobra Kai on YouTube I would Red. Say,
1: I would make sure that, like, it, it. I don't know that you necessarily have to have seen, like, the other ones, um, but I don't know that, like, you'll really, really enjoy it as much if you have not experienced it. At least the first two Karate Kids.
0: Mm-hmm. Or just, no, yeah, you really need to have seen, yeah. I mean,
1: one of them is an Oscar name, nominated, or at, at the very least, take two hours out of your time, and you're about to commit it to a, like a 10-episode TV mm-hmm. series. Take two hours, pretend it's four episodes of the original Karate Kid, and just watch it. Yeah. You don't have to watch two, three, four, the remake, uh, the the cartoon series. Wow, that was...
0: That's a lot look of information. At,
1: look, YouTube that. The, the Karate Kid TV series, I think it premiered the same year as Karate Kid 3. Didn't even know it existed. It, it only ran 13 episodes, but it's a thing. Oh, it's like me and Manimal. Kind okay. of. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I, I watched every episode.
0: All right. Because
1: I was down with the Karate Kid. Wow.
0: Wax on, wax off. Nice. Had, had a
1: theme, I can sing that theme okay, song don't. to this day. I'm not going no. to. No. Save that. I'm, just, I'm, I'm warning you that I can't.
0: Save that. We, um, we could do a binge or cringe telethon, really. If you kept pumping us full of caffeine, we could keep going. As,
1: and as long as you just kept feeding us shows, like every so often, like. We might you, have to watch something. Like after but... after a ti- it's like the Royal Rumble. After, like, a timer would just come in and do. Parks and Rec. And I'd just be like, and Parks and that's Rec. Right. Like, we that's do all that. you have to do. You just have to wait until <laughs> we Royal Rumble binge your cringe. Like, and they just keep feeding us this. Because it's going to be a while before they hit one and it's like, ju And I'm like, I don't. Neither nothing. Was, no one, in, we haven't seen that.
0: We haven't even talked about you know Mary Tyler Moore and Newhart and where you can find all the, that. The entirety
1: of the Nick at Night.
0: Uh huh. Just we watch a lot of TV.
1: Mary Tyler Moore is not on Nick at Night anymore. Um, is Nick at Night even still on? It. I think it's all on TV land. Nick at Night is like, um, like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's, it's it's sitcoms from the 80s and
0: 90s now. Oh, but on one of the services, either Hulu, I think it's Hulu, they've got the whole shebang. You just have to go into the Hulu Classic Library. Sometimes you have to look for it. I
1: don't uh, That sounds like a lot of work. It is. It is. My, that it, my thumb is already dedicated to, I don't know, hashtagging something on
0: Twitter. Uh-huh. Oh, and how do you feel about the news that the remote control may... Be on its way out.
1: Well, I mean, with the advent of most cell phones that can connect, connect to a smart television. Oh, but yeah, but
0: not even using your phone. Just that's speaking
1: madness. It. Yeah,
0: what manner
1: of witchcraft?
0: <laughs> that's a thing. Like uh, they already have the prototypes out, but I yell you don't have like a voice to. Yes, because no, so because no, your I don't whole want it. phone, no. your no. whole your whole home is smart, and yet I have. Yelled so many obscenities at Alexa for not being able to answer the simplest that's question. That's what I'm
1: saying. I don't think the voice translation technology like is there yet because I don't want to have to be like, no, I want to watch Dick Van Dyke.
0: Yeah, that's they will never come up properly. Anyway, that's a thing phasing out remotes, no. but it's not going to happen tomorrow. It'll be the next. Day. But it is on. It's just like phones that bend and are as thin as paper. I don't yet see an, a need. F- I don't know why I would need that, but I it's. I don't support it. They keep talking about it. They. Anyway, that's it. Uh, go and watch a lot of television, report back to us. And remember, if you do have unlimited streaming with your phone company, you can turn the phone on, you can play the show, and you can not watch it. Just turn it face down because the urge to watch it. Is strong in this one.
1: Now, I'd argue if it was a ballet or something like
0: that. Yeah, don't do but, that.
1: That's, you're probably not going to get no, the No, not at
0: all. No. Okay. So, thank you so much for listening to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm
1: Adam Craven.